Boys and girls, ladies and gents, thems and theys, welcome back to another brand new episode. This is season four, episode three, and we have got some good topics for you guys this week. Kicking things off, we are talking about bare minimum activism and what that looks like. Then after that, Darren has some dope dabbles for you guys. And then for our last call, we talk about heteronormativity and what gaydar actually is. This is season four, episode three. This is the experience. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode. This is season four, episode three. For those of you who don't know me, I am Jay, aka or aka or aka the sports mm-hmm. gay. And with me, we have yeah, D. Allen, aka the Don of all trades. What can't I do? Yes, yes, yes. You, I mean, you can't fuck a guy. Look, see, That's I true. got him there. I got That's him there. That's true. See, you know. <laughs> You know, I say something and then he goes head and head and tops it. Like that's what he does. Like I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't like that shit. I'm just the best. What can I say? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but how was your how was your week actually? It's the last time I saw you. We was actually with, with Lex last time. Yeah. Sorry, um, yeah, Thanksgiving was dope. Um, shout out to Faith, shout out to Clay, shout out to Ten. I was with them for Thanksgiving. We have food, then we have ribs, roasted chicken, cornbread, something that I've never ever had before. Corn, it was a um a egg roll with dressing in it, dressing egg roll. That like, shit was so fucking good. Oh my god. You talking about like stuffing, dressing, like that shit? Or like yeah. you know how lot. they say niggas put everything in an egg roll? Wow, yeah, niggas it was put dressing everything. in an egg roll. <laughs> oh my god, I've never heard of that shit before. Shit was, was it amazing. good? You said it, it was, was good, right? It was amazing. Oh, I'm I just, like, it's so good that I'm like craving it, and I'm like, where can I go? But it's like nobody makes that shit, so yeah, it's that's like a, that's like something nigga. you have to make. That's yeah. nigga shit. <laughs> um, and then we, uh, oh, I made the mac and cheese and yams, of course, always a hit. The mac was new for me this year, but I, I had no complaints. That shit was amazing. And then you know, I always killed the motherfucking yams. That's that's my dish, special, um, my specialty. Mm-hmm. And then we went to see Napoleon. Um, it was okay. And then <laughs> so that's a week. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I had a day off yesterday and just chilled. Um, it was a cool like last few days. It was nice. What about you? It was okay. That's what's up. Uh, Thanksgiving, man. Anybody that knows me, I feel like I've said it on this podcast before, but Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's number one bar none like it beats any other holiday to me and don't come at me about the meaning of thanksgiving and it was all about pillaging and all about you know manipulation and you know indigenous people yeah i get that that's sad and all but that shit still like a hit bro especially if you got a family that know how to cook like i feel like thanksgiving is far and away from the meaning but i think most holidays are far and away from their meanings for real even christmas being kind of like a religious thing has now become its own thing outside of the religion that is derived from. Just kind of like with Thanksgiving, the meaning is kind of detached from what it really means to us, especially for black families. It's a good time for us to connect, reconnect, see each other, friends that are like kind of all over the, the country or even all, all over the world for some or, mm-hmm. you know, some that you don't see as often and with family and whatnot. And it's good to see them. And I was able to see, you know, a good amount of my family, my cousins uh, from uh, Mississippi actually came came for uh thanksgiving they come every 
every other year. But um, this year, you know, it's either Christmas or Thanksgiving. This year it was Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah. I was able to see them. And my older cousin from um, – he actually lives in Atlanta. And he, uh, he came to come see everybody too. So it was a big, happy Thanksgiving, large extended family. We were eating good. Um, we talked shit because, of course, we're all in fantasy. I said this in the last season. I'm all uh, shout out, shout out to Charles. I whipped that ass last week. Um, oh, man. I'm so sorry for Charles, man. Like, it's been a real, real bad season for you. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a really good week after that. I don't really, I didn't do much for Black Friday. I, didn't, I don't think I shopped for shit on Friday, Black Friday. And that's kind of uncommon for me because I kind of do like a little bit of something. I don't like go out and do like the whole shit that we used to see back in the day by trampling over niggas at the store. But I don't think niggas go to the mall. Black Friday kind of flopped this year. Like there were no fucking deals. Like online was where it was at. That's where I got most of the gifts that I got online. Yeah. Like it was pointless. I kind of wasted my game. Well, mm, Target didn't flop. Target was the only one that did not flop. Um, But that wasn't because of Black Friday. That's just because I had Target circle points. And so I got. That's how they finesse niggas. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, hold on. Let me put hey. my shit on. Do not disturb. Are you good? You good? Hey, he's Mister Popular. You see how how much uh, he gets calls during recording. That's how popular this nigga is. I don't get nothing. I don't get. I don't get calls outside of recording. <laughs> like, come on. Um, but I do also have to say, shout out to my little sister Nia. Um, yesterday I was at her probate. Um, she just crossed uh the beta the chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority incorporated so she's first family um yes. for you that don't know i'm an alpha so aka is our sister organization she's my sister so it's cool to see you know her kind of you know coming to her own and you know you know Your go through the she's got a lot bigger i know yeah with a ph you gotta read that with a ph when he says fam but yeah it was dope shout out nia congrats again yeah yes congrats nia so so happy for you and she probably had like the most like I didn't see the other girls' videos, but I feel like she had the most enthusiasm to me. No, she wished. Like, she was, I could see a lot. Yeah. I felt like I was there. She was good, but you know, I man, hey, Allen's we're we're pretty much good at almost anything. Is she technically legacy? Technically, technically, she got we have family that are AKs, but my mom is a Delta, so she's not direct legacy, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all right, man. Well, why don't you bring us in with our first topic? Mm, all right, prime time. We might as well get right into it. I think more so, I think usually in this time of year, but even when we weren't recording, I feel like this year has kind of been kind of like a a bunch of political soup. Like I like to say it like that. I feel like ever it's been take after take after take because it's been event after event after event that's been happening that's kind of challenging people's like morals, ethics, ideals, um, you know, religious stance, um, how they feel about society at large, how they feel about race. It's a lot of things that come into come into play. Um, namely, obviously the the ongoing conflict um that's going on in Palestine, um in Israel Palestine and Israel, sorry. Um, so you got that going on um already and plus obviously the stuff that's going on in Sudan and it's just, it's just, it's nonstop. Um, and it's even outside of like the war torn stuff, you just kind of have people just like, ha- it's just a lot of shit going on that's kind of affecting people emotionally. And, you yeah, know, it kind of gets to the point where, you know, you kind of see 
everybody, you know, trying to speak up or like try to give their own version of advocacy. And that looks different for everybody. Um, but I'm starting to like realize a pattern when like these events happen. I see people, um, I kind of just see people, I don't want to say ride the wave because this isn't really a wave to ride. This is more like a, um, I don't know, like a, a crisis. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. a, a global crisis that, you know, people are having a call to action towards. But I also see a lot of people who, um, you know, react, you know, instead of proact proactive, like, you know, moving, you know, a lot of people, you know, weren't really thinking about what's going on, or not really informed about what's going on until they kind of see on social media what's going on. And then they kind of repost without doing much further than that. Yeah. Um, and it kind of get, gets a pattern, develops a pattern where everybody kind of feels like they can do. They're doing a lot by doing a little. And, you know, and that becomes an echo chamber kind of when you get uh, when you get real critical over people, public people, like public persona yeah. who have a voice um, and, and and people expect them to speak out about certain shit. I remember Kendrick, for example, he had the, uh, what, the typical Butterfly album. He, it was like the, the song of like Black Lives Matter, the revolution and what and, and what that was kind of at the time. Um, so when more, you know, events happening, you know, with police brutality, um and you know kind of racial injustice that was happening people looked and turned towards kendrick mm -hmm. thinking that he was going to speak um kind of eloquently on what's going on or everything that's going on because he made an album like that or because his voice is so powerful and i see they're criticizing a lot of similar people in power on that um but yeah i just i just kind of noticed that that's kind of like a phony phony activism kind of i don't know i see a lot of phony activism and i see a lot of virtuous like virtuous like thinking when they think like kind of holier than thou thinking when people are trying to attack other people or criticize other people for not speaking out versus the people who do speak out may not do as much if you get what i'm saying i just want to say that i feel that because i feel two types of ways about this i feel that like it's all activism you posting that's activism you going to a protest is activism. You donating, that's activism. Um, but what is not okay is somebody doing what they can and what they will as far as activism, and then you judging somebody else for not doing what you can do. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't make any sense because the goal ultimately is to advocate for the cause and make it known and, you know, Mm -hmm. fight the oppressor like i feel like a lot of the times you're fighting each other and we need to fight the oppressor not each other yeah. you know what i mean yeah um look social media is a great way to spread awareness that's a good way to do that but donation is also a great way and just because somebody is not donating doesn't mean that they don't care just because somebody's not posting doesn't mean that they care just because somebody is posting doesn't mean that they care because i feel like i see a lot of people and it's really mainly towards celebrities. They'll be like, oh, like this celebrity hasn't said shit. This celebrity hasn't sh done anything like this. But it's like, how much do you actually know about the situation at hand to really criticize them? I'll speak on myself and I'm not gonna state any views or anything like that because that's not what we're gonna do today. But speaking of the Israeli and Palestinian conflict, I have been to the conflict. I've been on land there. So I'm not saying that I'm an authority, but like, I am well versed in what the fuck is going on for me to be able to speak. I don't expect that out of the average person. So it's like, if I don't want to post something, who the fuck are you going to tell? Who are you to tell me 
that I'm not shit for not posting anything and you have not even fucking been there and you don't even really know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just posting a graphic that you saw somebody else post because the word sounded good and you really didn't do that much research into it. You know, that's the problem that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, like encourage people and, you know, you catch more flies with honey, but like if somebody is doing something in the way that they can do it, like don't knock them for that because you could easily be knocked off of your fucking square. No, oh, yeah, totally. And it kind of reminds me of oh, especially 2020. Like 2020 was like a real hotbed of these like topics and whatnot, kind of because there was so much happening in 2020. Um, and it, it reminded me of how remember when you know we posted like the black square, mm-hmm. kind of to show like a you know a blackout solidarity on you know what it was and Black Lives Matter. Um, and it was just kind of like oh, when you saw that, yeah, obviously it came from like a genuine place you know a lot of people who posted that and you know thought that that did you know a lot and you know it didn't really do a lot but like you said you know advocacy you know and activism you know that could be as small as posting something like that but when you post something like that you can't be as critical about other people posting um anything it's just it's kind of like i'm only listening to the people who are who consistently donate consistently show out and protest or you know give back or you know are part of a lot of community organizations and then if they have something to say about us stepping up that seems like i give more merit to that because they are active they have an active lifestyle in you know advocating for people versus people who you know might just do it on a whim because it's an an event that's happening and then they just, you know, kind of want to hop, like I said, hop on the wave or hop on that bandwagon, even though I'm not saying their hearts aren't in the right place. It's just you can't then go ahead and turn away and be like, why didn't you post that black square? I did. And it's like, nigga, you just posted a black square. Like, you didn't. Yeah. I don't and think you did nothing. A lot of the times, a lot of that shit is performative. And people think that performative activism is activism when it's like it really doesn't make it doesn't make a difference if you do it behind closed doors or in front of everybody like shit. Exactly. I donated to different aid funds during these different crises, but am mm-hmm. I going to post that shit and be like, oh, look at how much I don't like that's dumb as fuck. That's performative as fuck. I it hate doesn't that. Matter. Like me posting that I did that does not matter that it, what matters more is that I actually fucking did the action of fucking donating. So it's exactly. like people are like, oh, like Beyonce hasn't said this and Taylor Swift hasn't said that and they haven't shown. So like, OK, so does it matter if they have done it like you guys don't know what these niggas are doing day to day and like with where exactly their money goes to people just think that they know every fucking thing it's like really don't yeah, you, like, you don't know what niggas is doing because like you like i said like so many like niggas lives are so rich and then they can and people do a lot like you don't you don't understand like just because you don't see it you know verbatim or you don't see it like on a social media post doesn't mean it's not happening like you said it's just like people do it and don't post it. Some people only do it because they can post it. So it's it's really, it's really one of those things. And today was giving. Well, even though this episode come out Thursday, today we're recording is Giving Tuesday. So it's another example of like kind of how people treat today. A lot of people didn't know today was Giving Tuesday, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's okay. It's like as long and you know, I'm not even telling people to go ahead and give money. You know, it's it's steep. It's, it's that time of the year that yeah, some you know, people can't give. Some people can't, so and that's okay. Like some people need to be given too. That, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's why I say I'm never, ever like looking down on anyone if they can't give something because I always I usually can tell if someone's heart is in the right place. 
or if they genuinely don't really give a fuck. And that kind of brings me back to your point about celebrity when they said, um, when you said Beyonce and Taylor Swift, you know, they're, they're getting a lot of flack about that shit because you kind of have this thing where we already kind of have a little bit of celebrity worship going on, especially with social media kind of rising too. you know, it's gone beyond, you know, entertainers like musicians and actors. It's gone to like social media influencers and cut and couples, uh, Twitter couples, Instagram couples, whatever it's, it's gone beyond that. So people kind of idolized these people more than they ever should have. Yeah. Uh, namely, you know, and Beyonce is, you know, not exempt from that. A lot of people idolize her in a way that, you know, may not be as healthy, but they kind of see her in a light where that they expect her to see or expect her to speak on anything that's happening of great importance. So especially like, like, for example, the Israel and Palestine conflict, like they were getting on her about that. And it kind of makes me think I'm like, there's a very thin line because I do think that people who are in high positions that are well-versed and well-knowledgeable should speak up on, on certain things because they have that certain power. Um, but I also don't think people should condemn others for not speaking because you don't know how knowledgeable someone is on something. Exactly. Use is like, like you can't expect everybody to be an expert and the last thing you just want to do is sound stupid. Yeah. Like, and, and the internet is an echo chamber of stupidity. So and a lot of things, it's like that. people <laughs> stupid ass things. It's so dumb because it's like I like when I post something, I'm posting for myself and I know that I've done the language. I'm not going to post anything that I have not researched and that I don't know what the fuck that I'm talking about. Why? Like and I feel like everybody should hold themselves to that standard. So why do you not hold these celebrities like people have the game fucked up? These celebrities are still human beings. So it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Beyonce has like a lot going on for her right now. She has a fucking family. I mean, it's, I'm not saying that she doesn't care. She probably does care, but like, there's also other priorities that are like happening and not to say that it's more of a priority or anything like that, because it's not a trauma Olympics. It's not like a struggle Olympics, but it's mm -hmm. like, these people are human beings with different things that go on in their lives. And if mm -hmm. somebody held you to that same standard, you laugh at them because it'd be fucking ridiculous. And mm -hmm. it kind of like highlights too, because I mean, this is, it's not in case you missed it, but it's still relevant, but she just had her premiere and it's like and it goes to show like how everybody like tries to criticize these celebrities for doing anything for literally just breathing and um beyonce you know came on the carpet and like there's a lot of criticism on how she looked how she like she had platinum hair and like she was wearing a silver outfit people were saying that she wanted to be a white person she wanted to do this and her mom actually clapped back, and I have the post. I'll read it. <laughs> of course you do. Of course he does. He had it quick, man. It's loaded up. It literally just came up. It just came up today. Oh, yeah, okay. But she said, came across this today and decided to post it after seeing all the stupid, ignorant, self-hating, racist statements about her, lightening her skin and wearing platinum hair, wanting to be white. She does a film called Renaissance, where the whole theme is silver with silver hair, a silver carpet, and suggested silver attire and you bozos decided that she's trying to be white a white woman and is bleaching her hair and skin so first of all you didn't piss the mama off y'all didn't make mama team upset so bozos. Yeah. she said bozos y'all that's one of my favorite words fucking bozo fucking bozo okay <laughs> i'll continue i'll continue she said how sad is it that some of her own people continue the stupid narrative with hate and jealousy 
Does she wear silver hair to match her silver dress as a fashion statement, clown? Alien superstar, duh. Clown. <laughs> I, I just know that Beyonce is like, mama, why the fuck would you? <laughs> she was like, yo, you're embarrassing me, mom. Beyonce's like 43 or, or some shit, 42. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'll summarize some of it because she talks about how a paparazzi from TMZ reached out to her hairstylist to like confirm that that's what Beyonce was doing to try mm-hmm. to push a narrative. Um, and then it's like, you know, it's like w- with like celebrities, I feel like this is celebrities in general, but mainly Beyonce because she's one of the biggest stars in the world. It's like she can't do anything without people attacking it. Mm-hmm. And Tina says, or Miss Tina, excuse me, she says, here you sad little haters come out the woodwork. Jealousy and racism, sexism, double standards. You perpetuate those things. Instead of cele- celebrating a sister or just ignoring it if you don't like her, I'm sick of you losers. I know that she is going to be pissed at me for doing this. She will. But I'm fed up. This girl minds her own business. She helps people whenever she can. She lifts up and promotes Black women and underdogs at all times. So... That's in that, and I feel like she put that there to like just give you guys a little bit of insight to show that like you guys are saying all this shit about her, but it's like little do you know behind closed doors, like my daughter is doing all of this shit that you want her to do, and what the fuck, like just because she's not being performative like you are, doesn't negate the fact that she's doing that. So it's like chill, give her grace, you know? Yeah, people. So, yeah, we're just we're just in a time where people want to see everything. Since we have access, we have so much access to people now. People want that access 24-7 constantly. Like, I need to know what you're thinking about, how you're thinking about it, who you're thinking about. Like, I need to see, like, every single thing, every aspect of your life. And, and all in all, it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of it's kind of backwards to expect celebrities like entertainers to have such strong opinions about political ideas. Like, I feel like we They're are... They're not politicians. They're That's what I'm saying. We're one of the only races... I don't want to make this a race thing to kind of look towards our entertainers like a LeBron James, a Kendrick Lamar, a Beyonce to speak up on these things instead of our black leaders mm-hmm. who are dedicated to doing stuff like this. We should we should kind of look towards those people to give us those answers because they're well versed in what's going on versus people uh-huh. who have a different entire skill set that just might be a little more popular. You know, and you can't sometimes- really- do that and sometimes there is crossover sometimes some of these entertainers yeah. cross over but it's like <laughs> nine times out of ten like i don't know like I don't, I don't look at beyonce as like and like i look at her as an activist but i don't look at her as a figure to like speak on what is going on in the world like i love her but i don't look to her for that but you know who i do look to i look to amanda amanda seals for that I look to Jesse Williams for that. These are entertainers. If you want to go that route of entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, these are people that I look up to to like speak on shit like that. Exactly. And um, they'll, they'll give you a perspective and yeah. it'd be smart. Unlike a lot of these other fuckers. Literally. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's dumb. And I just feel like I was going to say something too about like the everything being so open. I just feel like when I was younger, like I wanted to like, show everybody everything like when i grew we both like grew up as social media like we're growing up with social media like it came around the same time that like we were growing up mm-hmm. and so naturally like that was something that i had admired but then once i started to see what the fuck it really was like that's that it turned me off like 
the only personal, personal deep side that you will ever get. You'll get this podcast. You'll get my music, an occasional vlog. That's it. I, I try not to post my family like that too much. I try not to like post a, like really personal things like that because I feel like there is, you know, no limit that people will take. Like they think that they deserve everything. Not even if you are, even if you are, so, uh, even if you aren't a celebrity, people think that they right. are entitled to know what the fuck is going on with your life. And it's like, no, like what happened to privacy? What happened to like, you know, protecting things? Like if I give everything to y'all, what the fuck am I going to have left for myself? You know, so. Exactly. Can't expect yeah. everything from everyone. Yeah. You niggas, man. You niggas disgust me. Literally. Every time, every time, bro. But free Palestine. I'm saying free that. Palestine. I'm gonna say it too. Free Palestine. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'm sorry. I have to say it. Yeah. Um. Should we move on? I yeah, think we got cool. some 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 dope dabbles. Some oh dope yeah. Dabbles. Oh man, come on! I'm always doing dope stuff. You know, actually, I want to start this off by giving a big, big shout out because we weren't airing during this time. Mm-hmm. But I think the greatest video game to ever exist dropped right around that time. And it involves a certain wall crawler and his uh, trusty fellow black sidekick. Like, no. <laughs> He's not a sidekick, you guys. He's Spider-Man. They're both Spider-Man. But yeah, it was a Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2 came out on PS5. Um, it was a phenomenal game. I feel like... It was least, nominated for so many awards. No? So many awards. I feel like at least 50% of y'all are gamers. And it's probably 20% of y'all in that 50% that actually own a PS5. Hey, Christmas mm-hmm. is coming up. It's been three years. Stop making excuses. So yeah. now, every I'm going to tell you, too, that PlayStation it's going to cost you some money. But it's if you save up now, you can get it. That's that purchase where, like, I, I got my PS5 and the bank was like, Ooh. they sent me that text mm. real quick. They was like, you sure? I was like, yeah, that was me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like that. And then get the game along with it, too. Um, Another one that I have learned, and it's actually because of my new job. Uh, like I told everyone, I sell weed now. Um, So I do know a lot about it. Um, And I actually know the process of growing it um, a little bit better now. It's um my company does this special thing where they have like flour um, that you, they traditionally grow. And then they have sun-kissed flour and then they have uh, blackout flour. So what it is, is that, you know, flour normally grows at a certain temperature with a certain lighting. Um, and that's how most kind of weed is. Um, sunkissed flour is like kind of natural, like natural soil, like grown weed kind of. That's the kind of hits the name sunkiss. Um, it kind of adds like a lot of the preservatives that you would get from the sunlight, as opposed to like how a lot of weed farms might have like preservative warming um, kind of on that, as opposed to what the sunkiss is in a blackout is they're growing it in complete darkness instead of oh, the sun. So it kind of preserves a lot of the, the cannabinoids and the terpenes from the plant. And that basically just means the taste profile when I say terpenes. Um, and then it kind of gives like a certain aroma to your smoke and it kind of, you know, concentrates us a little bit. So I didn't it, know I learned that. Just, like grow in the dark. Cause I thought like, the, don't the plants need the photosynthesis and the lights and shit? You just taught me something, you know? See, hey, see, that's the difference between like traditional plants and like, marijuana plants they're like built different it is kind of scary but yeah but yeah that's kind of what i've been dabbling in you know nothing ex- extravagant yet but hopefully by the end of the season i'll be doing something amazing i mean yeah <laughs> you say i mean yeah maybe 
We'll see. Like, I think my life see, gets he's not gonna say this. I don't know if I'm telling your business, but he's getting his graduate degree. That's pretty. That's a pretty dope dabble. If you, if I, if I say so, I'm not getting my shit. So, yes, I right, man. Hey, I'm struggling. It's like no, I'm just stressed out, y'all. I feel yeah. like I'm just, I'm a little stressed out. Uh, but hey, we we gonna power through it. Grad school is not for the week. It's not if you a hoe. And I'm not, <laughs> not if you're a hoe. <laughs> and I'm not a hoe. So you know, my man raised no hoe. So I'm gonna go crazy and do what I gotta do. So get that, that is a dope dabble. I do appreciate you shouting that out. But you know, I just it's it's cause it's at that other school. I just like oh, oh my goodness. When you're gonna get that Wolverine cock out of your throat. Wow. Wow, that was that was a lot for me. Wow. I never even heard Jay say car. <laughs> he doesn't even say car. I don't, but he's <laughs> No, I make fun of him for saying cock because he says it unironically. And I'm like Unironically. I remember so one time he like said cock and like <laughs> um this was like me and like two other of our friends, like he had texted or something. So we both looked we all three of us looked at it and we sent them a voice message and we were like Cock. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny word, bro. Like the whites, maybe cooking up some funny ass cuss words. I should we should actually never have an episode of all the white sayings and phrases that have just been so funny. Like it's just Should we name this episode cock? Oh nah. No. We don't we and we ain't gonna get nobody watching this shit. They're so, like, what? What is y'all went into the deep end on this one? <laughs> y'all niggas started talking deep on the on the phall phallic object. <laughs> um but yeah those are my dope devils that's pretty dope yeah all right wow we're getting through it this this episode this might be a quick one for y'all but oh, yeah yeah we're getting to it all right so the next thing we're going to talk about for our last call we were talking about heteronormativity and then we're going to branch off into talking about gaydar what it is actually no yeah let's keep i was going to say maybe we should switch the order but we could talk about it how it is okay. so for those of you who don't know what heteronormativity is, I don't, I'm not a dictionary. Actually, go Google this shit or look it up. <laughs> I can give you like a paraphrasing of the definition, but basically that is seeing the world in a lens of like through the lens of straight people, through the lens of heterosexual people. So like when you think of relationships, you're thinking male, female, when you're thinking of it, it's really basically thinking in the binary of things like men and women and men and women do this and this is how things go and gender roles and stuff. And so, I don't know, with me growing up as a gay, proud black man, shout out to all my gays out there. Mm -hmm. um, heteronormativity has been something that I've dealt with my entire life because I, you know, live in a straight world. There's not really any, like, when you think about it, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the media that we consume is heteronormative. When you listen to a song, it's boy do this, girl do that. Never girl girl or boy boy. Now recently there has been, there's been you know new stuff um, with a lot of like queer artists like bringing that to the forefront. But it's like I don't know, it's it's kind of funny that because um, it gets into the conversation of like because some people will say that like media will influence you and it influences like sexuality what you like all of that stuff but it's funny because you would think that like me growing up with a bunch of straight shit that i would have turned out to be straight 
but I can promise and assure you it's strictly dickly over here. <laughs> and I still grew up in a heteronormative society. So, yeah. What do you think of heteronormativity? You've heard of it before, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Well, as a normal hetero. Oh, my God. Um, I start <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I start to contemplate. Um, it's interesting because, like, like you said, you've had a different perspective because you growing up as a gay black boy, becoming a gay black man, you know, you've seen you were a little more hyper aware to the heteronormativity that was going on. Me, on the other hand, I just kind of went through the motions of life, of life. So like you, I think a lot of heterosexual people don't really know something unless you point it out, especially when it comes to stuff like heteronormativity. That's a perfect example of not knowing something until it's pointed out. Like you said, most songs are about, you know, say, uh, uh, different sex relationships. So it's, it's, it's about kind of what it is in like kind of normal society so when i'm like going through life me being a heterosexual male and me being attracted to women and and seeing other men around me attracted to women it just felt like okay this is just what it is um mm -hmm. so i can only imagine what it's like when you're like oh i'm seeing so many people attracted to something and i'm not so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of like i don't know you kind of just are focused on it a little bit more but i have to say like now that i've kind of my eye, my third eye has been open a little bit about what's been going on about the heteronormative society. I'm like, oh shit, bro. Like we, we are not inclusive. We have not been inclusive like at all. Forever. Like that we've just started, like we literally just started the inclusion. We still ain't, ain't even close. We're scratch, We're barely scratching. The barely scratching the surface. I'm like, damn, I'm like, we, and like you said, there's been some songs. I think one moment that I can point to specifically is when when one of the biggest R and B artists artists of the time came out in 2012, and that was Frank Ocean. Oh, Frank! Nah, and, he and and then when Forrest Gump came out, like he used male pronouns to describe what he was singing about. So like it started, people started talking about him. It was just like, oh, is he talking about a dude? And he just like turns out he was. He said his first love was a man. So like we started seeing. Can I what, be his next love? What? Actually, you should so you can tell him to give a better performance next time. He actually he's going through a lot. Let's give Frank a break, guys. I, this is to you, fucking Frank fans, especially <laughs> you fucking fucking haters that are not even really fans. Y'all, I don't really give a fuck what you guys think. Yeah, no, Frank fans. Is. If you call yourself a Frank fan, give him a break. I mean, it wasn't the best. We can acknowledge two things can be true. It yeah. wasn't the best performance, but he also need a break. So y'all need to ease the fuck up. That's not making it better. And he gonna fight. He gonna fight for Beyonce. He gonna fight for Frank. He gonna fight for Ariana. I will. He gonna fight for his his faves. <laughs> he gonna fight for his faves. But yeah, chill on Frank, man. He's had a real bad tragedy that nobody's would ever be able to get over. Um, but it's one of those things that when I saw that moment, it was just like, oh, okay, we we might be trending in the right direction. And since then, we've had like a lot of that. And even going back further, we was having a Luther Vandross conversation not too long ago about how yeah, didn't know he was gay. Didn't know he, he was gay he at all. Didn't know you. It's, it's sad the fact that he felt like he had to hide that from the world because he would lose his career mm -hmm. and he would lose his career back then. Like if he was gay, he would have lost his career, which is fucked up. Um, yeah, because it's different. What was yeah. what was the first moment that you realized like heteronormativity? Um, um, probably when. I just, I'll probably say, like, when I started really watching, like, movies and TV and whatnot, like, kind of at a, 
not at the young age of like watching a movie when I started like critically thinking about the movies and the TV that I was looking at. So probably around my high school mm-hmm. time. Um, and then you start to notice, like, like I said, the the dynamics, the social dynamics of a lot of the characters that I was looking at. And I'm a real big fan of uh, superheroes. So I like the superhero genre. So I used to watch a lot of the MCU stuff. So when it started getting a little bit more mature, mm-hmm. one thing that I noticed that wasn't a thing really until I think now they're starting to do it. But like when like when I was in high school, the MCU didn't do it. It was still pretty big back then. Um, there were no like gay couples. There were like no gay relationships. There were no no queer. It was all just, you know, the 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 female, the damsel in distress and the superhero dude or the superhero girl that likes like Wonder Woman who likes the dude from World War One. And it's always that. It's always gonna be the straight relationship, especially when it's something as popular as that. And that's the moment where I was like, oh, so something, if it's so popular, it can't be so gay. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that actually sounds kind of crazy. Popular for that gay shit. That's, yeah, that's what I noticed. I was like, but now it's starting to it's starting to kind of flip on his head a little bit. We still, like you said, scratching the surface, but I'm starting to see like people are starting to really rally for like those, you know, same sex relationships being represented and whatnot. That's become sort of the pseudo popular thing obviously still not popular in the masses but it's become a thing to be like oh shit yeah the one thing though that kind of like irritates me is like them like making a character gay just to be like oh like they're gay and that's their storyline and not yeah. them happening to be gay because it's like being gay is a part of who a person is but that's not the only part of that person it's so like it's the black like- shit it's like the black character that was stereotypically black for the whole way through and it was just like you're only really talking about your struggle and you being from the hood and you being yeah brutality no that's that's just an identity that's not like that's not who you are that's an aspect of your identity mm-hmm. and i have to notice myself doing that because as an actor and going on auditions like if that comes up like i have to like really like fall for the character like cool like i can play being gay because i'm gay but it's like what is the depth of this character like what what else is going on here like is this like a motivating you know the motivating character which like is the storyline much further than just them being gay yeah um no that's real and that's and that's what i try to look for too like real stories with real people real characterization that's just entertainment but like i i just I think it's just it needs to become a thing where it just moves beyond entertainment too, where it's like like can we can can we see a gay president in our lifetime? Will we see a gay president in our lifetime? And I run? No, I don't want that. (laughs) Gay and black? Get the fuck out of my face. (laughs) But um no. But seriously, I think I think that we I think it's about that time where we just start seeing you know, everyone everywhere. All yeah. like, we, <laughs> we just see everywhere, everyone everywhere, all at once. Like seriously, yeah. because it's like, you know, every aspect has people with different identities that are well versed in that aspect. Every single media. Like so yeah. So going off of that, because I feel like that like what we were just talking about, that kind of negates what gaydar is because there's not like one signatory thing but that's what so i'll explain what gaydar is for you guys Please. Know. and i have an actual dictionary definition so this Uh-oh. is straight from webster oh it says on webster noun right yeah what? i was shocked i was like oh shit. okay shit. the supposed ability to 
in, well, the supposed ability to identify people as being gay by means of intuition or very slight indications. And they have an example. For some reason, I trigger other people's gaydar on a not infrequent basis. They gave a really Oxford example. What they say sometimes I trigger someone's. One, one of the, the parts of that, though, that I feel like I identify with because I am gay, I feel like I can tell based off of intuition, but I feel like there is no, like, there's no, like, physical or, like, I don't, I guess, like, actionary thing that you could do and, yeah. like, see that somebody's gay because, yeah, I don't know, rest in peace to Prince, forgive me what I'm about to say, I love Prince. But niggas used to say that nigga was fruity as fuck. But he was fucking bitches. He was straight as fuck. You saw the Dave Chappelle skit. You saw the Dave Chappelle skit. When I saw that skit, and I saw him hooping with them niggas and taking the bitches. I'm like, yeah, he's like that. So, I don't know. But I think, what do you think? And how do you think your gaydar is? I don't know if I even have one. I, that's okay. the thing. It's just, I'm like the gaydar. When I first heard gaydar, I heard it years ago. But it was like, I was just like, y'all have like an internal radar and it's just like a thing that like gay men or gay women and straight women have. Like it's the one thing that straight men don't have. And I think was, some straight men do have it. Probably. We probably do have it. Because I think because there's definitely been times where I can just like there's mannerisms or there's a certain, you know, way someone is and they might be over, they might not overtly say that there's their sexuality but you can kind of, you know, insinuate that they are, you know, you know, probably gay or bi or whatever. So, you know, we definitely I've had moments like that. But gaydar, you know, as it stands, I can't I can't say I have a actual gaydar where that that I can actually see, um, yeah. you know, what people are. But it is very interesting, though. It's just like how the one thing is it's funny because there's just certain people that I wouldn't see it in that people with stronger gaydars tell me are gay, and it was just like I didn't know that that yeah, was thing. And yeah. it's just like, how do you, and it's just like, how, what is the real criteria for that? Like, how do you, how do you tell somebody? I mean, for what's, me, your, what's, your, yeah, what's your criteria? For me, the simplest thing, and I, and I want to, I don't want to make this seem like I'm going out looking for this because look, at the end of the day, somebody's sexuality is their business if they choose to share it or not, right. you know, outing somebody that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is just for shit singles here, but, um, the simplest way for me is I listen to the way somebody describes the person that they love, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what pronouns they're using to describe them, uh, the name, what they did, you know, how they did what they did, you know, the the way that they describe who they love and how they love. That's how I am like, oh, maybe that's not... Hmm. That's deep. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought that motherfuckers would say like uh, just the way a nigga walk, nigga talk, dress, maybe like what he what he's wearing, accessories. But you were thinking about describe who you love. That's actually deep because yeah, because if you're talking about somebody you actually love, you're gonna use the pronouns you you think of when you think of that person. It's just it's just what it is, and it's just like yeah, I never thought of that. I never because I never really ask people describe who you love because I don't care. And like, I feel like hopefully we get to a day where gaydar just doesn't work because the reason that there is a gaydar is because of heteronormativity. Like you assume that everybody is straight. 
but everybody's not straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who may move what you may deem as gay aren't sometimes aren't gay. Like, the just, same thing with straight too, because I've yeah, been surprised. I have been surprised. I've met people and I'm like, oh, they're for sure. I don't have a chance. And they're like, oh, did they hit you pass. up? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> did they hit you up? You're like, nigga, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. I wonder how it is like with women. I wonder if it's like a special thing with women because like, I feel like you get a lot of like kind of stereotypical things that kind of pop into your head when you think of a male gator or you like, oh, it got some sass. Oh, you got a certain twang in your voice that people can kind of identify, certain like that. But how is it with women? Is it because, it, or is it like, because tomboys have been a thing forever, but tomboys are not studs. No, yeah, I mean, I say they, be straight. they be straight. Yeah, but yeah, tomboys are not, th- yeah. So, like, that's why I'm like, how do I wonder how do women think about that? Like, I guess I got to ask a gay woman or and a straight woman too. Cause, I also yeah. think, and this is just, I don't know. I don't know this for a fact. I think that like women are more fluid with their sexuality. So it's like, it is what it is. Whereas like men, there's like a lot of toxic masculinity. So like you really don't have the opportunity to like explore your sexuality one. And then it's like your sexuality is tied to masculinity and femininity when it comes to men, which is like, that's, it's dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. No, yeah, totally. Yeah. Women are, they kind of let anything fly. Don't let let a straight woman tell you about their Saturday night. I bet you, <laughs> I bet you gonna be like, you may not be straight. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think that's my take. That's my take on the gaydar. That's my take too. I think we're at the end. This was a quick one this week, guys. Um, yeah, I gave y'all bite size episode. Y'all can walk, y'all can listen to on a on a nice drive. Yeah. yeah, low key. It's only maybe like five minutes less than. Like, yeah, it's not even that bad. I looked, I looked at the time and like, damn, we not even, we kind of made this similar time, but it's alright. Yeah, but as always, you can find us on um, Instagram at the Experience underscore Pod. You can also find us on TikTok now at the Experience dot Podcast. Yeah, I think that's what it is. We don't have to close yet, but they coming. We're 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 gonna get it up and running. Yeah, you're gonna see me do some challenges. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can find me at J underscore good at 98 on Instagram, J good at on TikTok. And then where can they find you? Uh, you can find me, Ned Saturn, uh, everywhere. Well, really just Instagram, Ned Saturn at Ned, N E D S A T U R N. We'll be back next week with another in case you missed it. So I hope some shit pops the fuck off. You so know it will. Talk, you know it will. Oh, yeah. Something's <laughs> always happening. Always. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that brings us to a close. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you and have a good one. See y'all.